We're kicking off. Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC with your boys, Chris Tempin Ali, Danny the Pastry Man Gazette, and Mark the Drunk Williams. <laughs> I was wondering where this was going, but I'll take that. I'll take the Pastry Man. Why are you pastry? I bought some pastries for you boys too. Oh, yeah. it's just you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're going to be talking about the Premier League action this week. Um, we got a game where we're going to compare football teams to TV shows. We'll see how that goes, I don't know. Um, usual fun and games with results leagues. Danny's got a fun game for us and any other fun we can get up to. Let's go. turns out that you two are really really bad at bowling uh yeah well to be fair mark came second out of like 18 people yeah but i beat him by at least 20 points 20 oh, plus yeah. points okay all things considered the three of us in the room probably aren't the worst at bowling yeah. <laughs> compared to everyone else we went with so luckily chris is uh so modest he is yeah, he is my best quality my best quality um out of the four teams unbeaten in the Premier League, Chelsea are the first to, first to flinch. To they are. Yeah. Um, did you watch the game? I did. Well, I watched most of it. I yeah. watched probably 65, 70 minutes, I which I think was enough. Tottenham were already winning by the time I watched it. It started, though. Oh, really? Oh, I watched it from the start, but 3 0 hours. Oh, and Son's goal was great as well. I didn't expect that. I think that's easily Spurs' best. best gain this season surely I actually did expect it because I think Tottenham are better than Chelsea really and you did expect it you predicted it that was yeah. one of your, your predictions you thought they were better going into this game you thought they were better yes but I don't think Tottenham have depth and this was the first game where like they have a bit of a break before the game and they pretty much have everyone fit I think they have like, yeah. one injury in their, their, their first team is great their yeah, first team is very I think good. their first team beats Chelsea's first team Every day. Well, I've said a few times. I've, I've, I've said a few times about like me questioning Lamella and his place in that team. The guy who is probably unsung. I know it's not that easy. His son. I mean, I think he's just unsung. Unsung, unsung hero, hero son of that team. Like Harry Kane will get the headlines. Ericsson is is pure class as well. But I think Son really makes that 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 team go. The, the game. Yes, the the team, game suited him though. The, the way team they just have a. They were poor Chelsea. I, I just find. Tottenham just have a, a system and earlier in the season when they weren't doing well we were talking about Lucas sort of running the same channels as Kane yeah. and we were talking about Lamella overlapping and there was just too many cross wires but that Tottenham starting 11 of Kane, Son, Eriksen, Ali they seem to all know what to do so they don't, you don't suddenly see Kane and Son bump into each other the way you were seeing Kane and Lucas earlier in the season. But that, and that, that's exactly why Pochettino was saying he's not going out and spending a load of money on players because he knows that the players they've got, that first team, are the best players they've got for what they need and they I do the they job. Can, so I, I they, they could strengthen and they should strengthen their squad. But how, how easy a sell is that to go to a, a top player and say, I want you to be part of the squad, not starting 11? I think, oh, um, I think they can upgrade on Sissoka. I'm not really sure oh, for, about it. Sure. Do you know what? what's Eric Dyer maybe on that not sold on the thing about yeah, that game because yeah. we were saying that Chelsea played badly and they did the, the weird thing about that game is beforehand if you'd said 
Sissoko's going to play brilliantly and David Luiz can play terribly, you'd probably laugh and thought, well, that's ridiculous. But that's exactly what happened. Sissoko just had a great game in midfield. Don't know where that came from. And Luiz had one of his games that he does one every 10, 15 games where he's just nowhere. He's just a mess. Positionally, he played poorly. Rudiger played poorly. I think it showed that Alonso, having him in the other other team's attacking box is a... Is a detriment to him because he's not a defender. Like Alonso, well, just isn't a defender. I, I think I think it all comes down to Luis. You look at every single one of those goals yeah. was pretty much because his positional he was he was in the wrong position. Like, and there was a few chances that Kane should have scored as well, where Alonso is marking Kane in the box from across, and you're like, and Luis is somewhere out left yeah. left back. You know, Luis, what are you doing? That is not your position. He got caught out so many times that he turned his back on that Kane goal. Yeah. He, I think it all oh, stemmed from him just being Harry a mess. Kane goal. Is that a keeper mistake? How bad was the keeper? Yeah. Well, wait, you... No, Harry Kane's got... The keeper's unsighted. He didn't even see it. Because... Did not see Louise. He literally was stepped it? out was of the way. in the corner. I saw the ball bounce twice before it got in. Bounced twice. And, it, and if you actually stopped it when the ball was in line with the keeper... Yeah. It's about two wanted, yards. Yeah, but I just don't think he saw it. He saw it really late and he just didn't react. I, I thought I, that. I think the first goal, you've got he to gave, question the keeper. I think he gave up on it too early. I think, had he dived... He might have just got a touch and knocked it into the net, but I just think he was like, oh, I'm wrong-footed, I'm not getting it. And then probably as soon as the ball hit the net, realised, oh, I might have. I, I think there's doubt there. I think well, there's Kane, Kane, Kane took it really, really early, fair enough. And I think David Luiz has been the goalkeeper's scapegoat a little bit because he turned his back away from it. But I don't know. The thing is, the keeper's so far away from the ball, I don't know if he could have done more, but... Should he have just put himself in position? Yeah, because I it's think when, the ball, when someone shoots from far and the ball flies in the top corner yeah, like, and the that. keeper stands still, I think that looks quality. Do you know? Yeah, and, then, and then when I saw like the second replay, I think it was behind the goal, I was like, that's not even in the corner. That, I, like, I still like, think... That's one of them goals. For, on the main camera angle, it looks like it flies in the side net and you're like, what a strike. Keeper's, keeper's standing still, he can't do anything. And yeah. then when you see the replay, you think... Mate, all you had to do was fall over. I know, but I, st- I still think it's criminal for a Premiership defender to turn his back on a yeah. on a strike. You yeah. just can't do that. Did you, you see that do clip that. of that dad who's talking to his son who's in goal? No. Oh, there's a clip that went viral about a week ago. Of this, He must be six, seven years old, and he's talking to his dad. And then one of the kids shoots, and the dad realises and pushes, and pushes his son. Yeah. And he lands <laughs> on the ball. And you're like, you just it. needed someone to do that to the Chelsea keeper. Just push him, and he could have landed on where the ball was. Yeah. was but like, did, you, did you watch uh, what they were talking about a match of the day about it? The fact that, I mean, Sari obviously brought Jorginho in for a reason. Must love him, because he's taking it from club to club. But putting Kante out wide... That's, right. it's, a, it's a big question. I don't, I don't know why you'd take arguably the best defensive midfielder that's been in, you know, in the league for the last two years probably in the and world. probably in the world and then just not play him as a defensive midfielder because yeah, yeah. you've got someone else in that position. It's tough. Jorginho is good. defensive midfielder all season though. Who? Who can't take? No, no, he hasn't. He's been, as a, he's been like a number 10. For and, that, and that's fine because they've been winning. And as soon as they get exposed like they did against Tottenham, and I'm telling you, Louise was at fault for most of it. Yeah. But the reason they, they were getting exposed as well is because Jorginho's not as quick as Kante. So what Kante does is when mistakes happen behind him, he mops up and he kind of solves some of those problems. When they weren't making Sun, mistakes, Sun's they didn't need him. Sun's that was Jorginho's He got skinned by him. You can't really say fault because... Well, he just got skinned Sometimes in football, someone's just faster, isn't it? Like, you know, Kante is faster. He's yeah, not getting skinned by anyone. But I, I wouldn't say Jorginho's at fault because like sometimes a guy kicks and runs. Like If you're beaten by a drop of the shoulder or a... 
or like the guy's got ahead of you because you've been too slow to react. That's your fault. Yeah, but I guess so the, the guy qu- just kicks it. The question is, the question is, is sorry, why is he put picking yeah. Junior in that position over someone like Kante, who, I mean, he he was one of the key contributors to Leicester City winning the league and know? Chelsea winning the league. Well, it's the positive thinking, isn't it? And, he, and he, France winning the world. Sorry's got there thinking Chelsea will have more of the ball than they did and they do nine times out of ten and actually they had more possession yesterday and they Tottenham just, were really on it they, were, yeah. they just had a bad game well they had Delhi. do you notice well, I think Tottenham had a good game rather yeah. than Chelsea I think Chelsea, Chelsea played, played the level they played no no, no not no. at all Chelsea see, were all Chelsea were really part. bad but I think, they were really I bad I think that's because Tottenham were so good yeah it was a, it was, it was a mix Tottenham were excellent and I, better than they've been and Chelsea were terrible can make you look worse even if you're not actually any worse I think Tottenham that's Tottenham clicked everything. Yeah. Did you hear Sari's yeah. uh, Sari's comments after? Did you hear Sari's interview after? It's probably my favourite moment of the whole weekend. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. And it, right yeah. at the end of the interview, and the interviewer says something like about Barkley. Like, when oh, Barkley came on, yeah. um, did you did you like him? Did you think he was impressive? And he was like, no, no, <laughs> I don't like anyone today. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. yeah, but he loved. He said I like that. I like Sari. He's yeah. honest, and he was just like, nope. We were terrible tactically. We were terrible positionally. No one, no one did their roles. No one. It was like fair enough. Yeah. Are you reading this of a script? No, no. I wrote myself some notes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Preparation. Yeah. yeah. Some of us, yeah. some of us weren't in the pub, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to talk about um, the Fulham result. Yeah, I liked the game. I, there was five great goals. I thought Ranieri's first game in charge. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I. I... I think everyone wanted him to win his first game. Oh, for sure. So, well, two things on that, and I, I now I'm reading too much into it. Um, one, I don't think Sessegnon is going to be as good as people think he will, because he does not pick his head up. I think you're basing that on one cross that he made where he didn't lift his head up. I, and that's all he's it an is. 18 year that's old kid, and he's brilliant. That is all he's I need. Brilliant. One thing to make a statement, and that's he still I, set up a goal without I even guess, looking. I guess the the. the point there is well how good do we think it'll be uh well i think it's england. a similar path of course well, it'll that's not great well, no, it'll no. there's a difference between playing for england and being a name on the start he will start for england for years to come he's 18 years old the guy okay the guy I, is fabian starting Delph, in the fabian, premier league fabian delf captain england uh, in the internationals what right? a game he had yeah <laughs> to be fair <laughs> to him Honestly, it was brilliant yeah. you can't use him as an yeah. example he's been brilliant <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's in a title winning team in man city missed right? that game and yeah. so it's easy to be like, oh, Fabian Delph captain, but watch him back the Croatia game. Yeah. And hearing everyone's opinion of Delph how was good Delph exceptional. Was, yeah. Fair enough. Like he, apparently, so, so Sessignon, <laughs> if Sessignon reaches Fabian Delph level, no, he's good. Do you know what the Do you know what the point is? Look, uh, the start. Of, so last year, Sessignon was huge for Fulham. He was part of the reason that their front three, part of the reason they went up because they scored so many goals and he was involved in all of them. Start of the season, they were playing really well, and he was playing in his left wing role. For whatever reason, four or five games into the season, Jokanovic puts him at left back, and then they started losing games. Ranieri comes in, plays him left wing, he gets two assists yesterday, played really well, and he's back. And just, you're just like, sometimes it's not rocket science. Ranieri comes in and just puts players in the right position, yeah. tells him, puts an arm around Mitrovic, and just says, You're a really good striker, come on, show us what you can do. He and he goes probably, and gets he's two goals. the best finishes in Europe, yeah. in his opinion. And I, sometimes that's all you need. Ranieri's gone around his career, he's been successful because I mean, he doesn't mess around. No. Um, well, so yeah, I think he'll have he'll be good. My, my, my tinker my, man doesn't mess around. <laughs> my second my second point was dilly ding dilly dong. <laughs> my second point was, and again, it's reading too much into it. 
I don't think Mitrovic and Sherlock get on very well. When when there was some when uh, they scored and they were celebrating, they just looked like there was a lot of tension between them two and maybe a couple of other players. Like there wasn't as you know together yeah. and galvanized. Yeah, yeah. I don't know maybe if there's something in the back. I, that's, I, I imagine Mitrovic is a dick. I didn't see at, that. Sherlock seemed like a nice guy. I was watching. <laughs> I, was watching oh, I can't remember. I was flicking between Soccer Saturday and whatever the BT. Soccer Saturday. Oh, it's so live scores. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one said it, but when Sherla scored, yeah, it was Soccer Saturday. They were like, ah, oh, finally Sherla's got his goal. So, so like, the impression must have been that he either had missed some big chances or like was in the position to score. But when they scored, they're like, all right, about like finally Sherla's on the end of one. Yeah, that's funny because Southampton dominated the first half. To be honest, they were a bit unlucky. Um, Stuart, Stuart Armstrong, young Scottish player. Do you know what? that Scottish team is starting to show some interesting players? Like Ryan Fraser, you've got Andrew Robertson, Tierney, now Stuart Armstrong, and they've just got promoted from the then their group in the Nations Leagues. Uh, interesting that Scotland might actually start doing something. Probably not, well, but at least yeah, they've got some. Yeah, they've got some good youngsters, and that's that's better the than nothing. expanding. Again, it's in perspective. A good Scotland could make the Euro. This. Oh, they'll make Euros. They'll, they'll definitely make the Euros, I'm sure of it. Which I'd be, be really surprised. Which I've seen Scotland in since... Yeah, but now there's 24 teams. You're going to have teams like that aren't very good in this tournament. So, at Scotland, I'd be really surprised if they don't make this. And they're one of the hosts? Uh, don't know. I don't know. Well, they're doing, all over, they're doing it all over Europe. Yeah, all over Europe. Europe. So, I don't know if they've yeah, got yeah, any, yeah. any space. What's their big stadium? Um, probably where Celtic or Rangers play. Ibrox or... They didn't have a national stadium? They do. It's something Park. It's not the same Called as the Griffin, Rugby, Not Griffin Park. I uh, can't remember. Yeah, it's gone off the top Celtic there. Park? Celtic That's Park. That's where Celtic, Celtic Park. Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no idea. I don't know either. Don't care about our Scottish, our Scottish yeah. football knowledge clearly yeah. isn't quite up there. But anyway, they've got some good young, exciting talent. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure they're one of the hosts. Because they pair, like, the group stages are paired in two countries. Oh, that makes sense. And I thought England weren't meant to be a group stage, but they are now because one of the countries has pulled out. Oh, I'm really? pretty sure it's England... Scotland, but okay, there you go. Nice. What do you think about Man City winning 4 0 against West Ham at a canter? Do we even watch this anymore? Do I mean, I mean just, is it worth like, watching Man City anymore? I don't no, know, just for I some great goals. No, That's the only reason. It is a genuine question now. Like, I'd only really tune into Man City if they're 1 0 down. Really? Like, yeah, it's like the funny thing with Man City is you're right. Nil-nil. How long's gone 20 minutes? Are they gonna win 4 0? The thing I'm yeah. like, I, the thing it's I'm like, like I, we don't, I don't watch them anymore, and I'm like, why don't I have more City players in there? What, in your team? In my team. I'm it's weird, isn't it? Well, because, because they spread, they they spread, no, they spread the goals like around. They've good players. And, yeah, my my favourite stat they said at the start of that game was something like, they've, City have scored 18 goals against West Ham since they've been in the London Stadium in the last four games, and they've had 12 different goal scorers. So that's the problem, that's is that they spread the goals across everyone. Again, they had Sane got two. Um, yeah, Guerrero didn't get any goals, and they scored four, so... Do you think being a West Ham fan is one of the worst fandom ships to, to be aligned with? Well, like, saying that as an Arsenal fan is... Uh, yeah, Arsenal's pretty rough, yeah. but... I mean, It's I tough, know. because you're in a stadium you didn't want to be in. Yeah. Yes, on paper, it's a nicer stadium, but it's not a football stadium. Yeah, but what can they do? I mean, even just... What can they do over the years to get better and better? It's not like they don't spend money. They spend a lot of money, still not any better. Well... They're just one of them teams that are just... Well, but what they're, they're a mid-table Premier League team. How, I mean, 
Are you saying what do they have to do to win the Premier League? I mean, they're well, not getting better. Get into you or just just show signs I, of I improvement. I think they're I think they're showing signs of improvement. So losing four 0 against City, that can happen to anyone, right? And yeah. then you can be a decent team. And I think they've got a run of games now where their next six to eight games are all winnable. It's like Cardiff, Newcastle, Huddersfields, yes, all of these. Will they of, win them? That's well, the so point. I think. At the end of this run of games, we'll know where they're at. And if they win those, they'll be right yeah, up there in the you know, I, I top middle. I think mid-table teams, it's more than results. It's like... Performance is how yeah, well you do. Yeah, it's how well you do against these teams. Like, you, you on your first one, maybe they played all right. seasons up. 4-0, I think, was unfair on them because they probably had as many chances as City. City had five chances and four goals. And mm-hmm. and uh, West Ham, I think... And even Guardiola came out afterwards, and if you saw his interview no. with uh, Gary Lineker on match day, and he just said... We had a really bad game. Our passing was off. We didn't play well. 4-0 flattered us, but that's fine. We'll take that. that. That's, that's his arrogance, though. Like, but it, there is an but he was right, because like, Pellegrini came out and just went, look, you, you'll lose 4-0 to They could have like the this, perfect but... game and win 12-0, and they'd be like, what do you think? He's like, oh, do you know, we, we weren't quite at it today. It's, it's, it's that, it is an element of like... They've got a big game this weekend. It's Lyon as well, because they lost in the Champions League. They lost in there at home to Lyon. So mm-hmm. if they, they don't win this, they, they could be in trouble. So. Uh, and he... Did you want to talk about anything else or go to? Uh, did you see the Arsenal game? I didn't watch I, I it. Saw, yeah, I saw the Arsenal game. out a win. It's just it was nice to Everyone get a win. Wasn't happy by the. It wasn't. It was ugly. The, the the thing that I saw was that especially at the end of the game was that it was, it was really difficult to close out the game. Like possession wise, you just kept giving it away. They had like three or four chances in the last five minutes where they could have scored. One hit the post, and you're like, you need to be able to do better to against a bigger side if you had a lead like that. That would have been gone. And the the final the final act in the game was uh, a foul just outside the box, and they had a free kick. Wow. So they I needed mean, Trent Alexander Arnold yeah, on that free kick. Just, have you seen it yet? Did you watch this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see see his setup just before he takes it? His steps. So he did like an Owen Farrell style. So he like lines up, takes two steps to the side, takes a step, a step. Literally like looks, bang, top corner. That's absolutely brilliant. Trent Alexander Arnold is going to be a big big player, I think. If you yeah. play him, just put him inside. Well, he, again, he's 18 years old. Yeah. I think he'll be England's right back. In a few years' time, he'll him be England's Gomez. right back. I mean, yeah. Him it's funny. You almost should do like the future England team because it's funny how in two years' time certain players get forgotten. And at the moment, yeah. you've already named England's What's... left back and right back for the next 10 years. Who does say who's the... Sesson Young. And... Well, Sesson Young, he's not even a left back or right back. Sesson Young's well, a left... He's a left winger. Alright, le- you've named England's left wing and England's right back. Yeah, and, it, and I agree with you. Two years time when you're like, how oh, do you remember that guy? He used to be good. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to him? They're 18 years old, dude. Yeah. I, I think England have got a really, really good young set of players coming through that. And and, which, yeah. and it's showing because we won all the under everything. Now they're coming through and they're getting chances which at their is, clubs. And Yeah, which is... Klopp <coughs> came out the other day and said that England might have the greatest under-21 side of all time. Yeah, probably. So, of, our, of, our, like, of an England team. So yeah, England. In this segment, um, just get my notes. Mark <laughs> came up with this idea. I got notes. That um, we're gonna compare oh, yeah. uh, various uh, Premier League teams um, to television shows. Some shows you may know, some you may not. Um, I don't know if this will be funny or not, but I don't know. I wanted something to talk about, so we'll give it a go. Yeah. All right. I'll go first because I'll use my example, which I told the boys is uh, Man City. Manchester City uh, for me is friends. Uh, why? Because. Um, it's got a all-star cast of six um, strong sort of uh, characters. Um, uh, they, there's no leader. There's no leading sort of actor in it. And it's the same with the Man City team. We just said it. There's going to be. They've got so many different scorers, so many different stars, um, all high-paid, 
and uh, very successful. That's so yeah. funny. Because when I... we first said friends, like when we first threw this idea out, we said friends. I was like, oh, Man United are friends. Like big, big names, bigger than the 90s, but not around anymore. So See, I've taken it completely differently. Man City, I had a strictly, strictly come dancing okay. because for a lot of the same reasons you said, like lots of high paid pl- people, like slick, consistent. They now they always beat X Factor to all the awards, like they're the top awards. They're, they're the top show. I was like that, and they're just stylish, and they're you know yeah, constantly yeah. every week producing. I'm like that, but it's all the same reasons you came up with for Friends. So <laughs> I was wondering where this was going to go, but go, that's, that's why it. I went with strictly. Uh, you got anyone? Yep. Um, so I was going to compare Arsenal to The Simpsons. Ooh, so they seem to have been around forever. Everyone kind of likes them, but they're, they're no one's like favourite. They're never number one. Like it's uh, they're just if if you said The Simpsons, you're like, I had a pretty solid TV show. Like no one has any it, like you you don't hate The Simpsons, you know, like. They're always around. If you said to people, what's the like top ten shows? Simpsons will be there roughly, but never like. Then no one's one. number one. So fair enough. There we go. Um, so I had a few. Um, the original first one I think I sent you guys. Yeah, I'll do one. I'll do the one that I sent. I sent you as in. A, is this right? So Everton are Emmerdale, and the reason Everton are Emmerdale is because, again, consistent, always there. But they never ever beat. They never get anywhere near the top because Corey and Eastenders and everyone's always beating them. So for me, Everton are just a bog standard. Emmerdale always Stand. there, but nothing special. Sorry, Emmerdale fans. Yeah. I've got one for Man United. Go on, I've got one for them as well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Go on. So then. we should just like we should because I've got six. So we should. I've got one. Yeah. Go on. What, go on. What's your Man United? So one? for me, Man United is House. Have you ever seen House? I have seen House. Uh, Why on earth is it House? Because um, it's led, it, uh, House is led by. A um, a brilliant but troubled uh, manager. True. Yeah. Um, that no Hugh one really Hugh Laurie. Him. Yeah. yeah, Hugh Laurie. Everyone pisses him off. And um, the his team are of individual stars. They've all got their own um, unique set of skills, but don't really work that well together all the time. Uh, See, I, I quite like so that. Mine, so my I've compared Man United to Scrubs. <laughs> so Scrubs is probably one of my favourite TV shows ever. And um, I loved it for about six seasons, and then the cast changed. JD left, he, and then sort of sort of came, done cameo appearances in the director box with a beard. It just it just wasn't the same. So like, but your loyalty because you loved them for so long, you're like, you know, I'm gonna watch the rest of these seasons. And you're like, and it's, so, like watching, it's like watching it's like watching Man play Crystal like, Palace. Remember the good old days in series two when <laughs> it was like, that's good as well. So that was my. That's funny. So I went Man United. I compared them to Love Island, and the reason I did that is because it's just constant arguments, <laughs> constant swapping around. One day they're friends, next day they hate each other. They're in the news, left, right, and center. Uh, and for me, it just felt like a perfect fit. But I, to be honest, I can see all three of them fitting. So. That's funny. I like this. Yeah. I like this game. I've got a good one for Fulham. Well, oh, I, I didn't. Like do, I didn't do Fulham, but yeah. I've already just thought of one. But go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fulham are Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> They've got all the elements to be a really, really good side, but for some reasons, it's un- they're unsuccessful, and no one knows why. In comes a, a new manager or Gordon Ramsay in that role to come and fix things up for everyone. I like that. That's way. I was oh, going to say. I was going to say Poch at Tottenham, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it fits really well with Fulham. I was going to say Made in Chelsea, just because they are. Yeah. But um, no, that's way better. Yeah. Go on, 
Go on, give me one, Mark. All right. Shall we say Chelsea? I haven't, yeah, I haven't so, done Chelsea, but go so on. So I've got Chelsea. So I've compared Chelsea to Black Mirror. So um, Black Mirror got really big on Channel 4 and sort of got a lot of hype. Yeah, Everyone loved great it. show. Great show. Then got bought by Netflix and a lot of money came in and it sort of lost its charm a little bit. And like, <laughs> suddenly once the money Season came in... Season 3 wasn't great. People, yeah, suddenly people like... It's not quite the same now. Like the production value is better, but they're not quite the the show they once were without the money. I get that. And also everything's doom and gloom, and I don't like Chelsea. You really, you really hate Chelsea. Chelsea? I haven't got a Chelsea one. Well, I've got Chelsea and Jamie (laughs) Carl. Pretty much speaks for itself. Yeah, it's uh, oddly successful, even though everyone hates it outside of it, and it's uh, full of chavs and has a history of controversy and racism. Fair enough. <laughs> so I got a weird one, which I'm not sure if you guys would have gone with this team. Ruining half our listeners here. Yeah. <laughs> that's a poor Chelsea. That's all right. That's I went for Southampton. They probably won't listen because I'm... Carry on, Dan. I went for Southampton. Yeah. Did either of you do Southampton? No. no. So, um, pretty simply, I went for Southampton. I like suits because they just keep losing their best people. They just keep leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've got one for West Ham. West Ham, a celebrity big brother. Uh, some recognisable names that are overpaid. Others, you wonder where they found them. Um, but ultimately, it's really shit viewing. Uh, see, I went West That's Ham, like EastEnders. Just purely because they're EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually thought that one as yeah. well. There's loads you could have done by location. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. no. Um, so I went for a Leicester City. Did anyone do Leicester City? No, I, I went for Prison Break. Because they had that one season where they got out and they made it. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're back to mediocrity and they're back in prison. That's good. I've only got one more, actually. I don't know got. I've got Huddersfield. Huddersfield are embarrassing bodies. It's incredibly hard for me to watch. And if it's on, I'll change the channel. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, that's a better finish now. Because I've got, like, location-based, Newcastle, Biker Grove. Uh, all you think of is Ant and Deck <laughs> when you look at them. That's fair enough. I like Chris. That was a good one with Huddersfield. Yeah, I got one more, which is Liverpool. Oh yeah, I I didn't do Liverpool. No. So I've got Liverpool as countdown because like they've always been on their mainstay of like national TV, but their best days were in the eighties. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you can say that now. I might come back to bite you this season, but yeah, that's good. Like Rachel Riley comes in every. uh, Oh, this is our year. So, I've come up with a really original game, and it's called Guess the Year. You, you may or may not have played a game like this before, uh, but I, as we know, Chris has... Uh, <laughs> as you know, Chris hasn't been doing that well at games recently. If it's half my age, I'll say. As you know, Chris hasn't been doing too well at the games in the last few weeks. You're so setting him up with, like, 2018 as the year. <laughs> Guess the year! God no, no, no. Arsenal beat... Not at all. So, what, well, what, the reason he's not been doing so well is because his maybe football knowledge isn't quite there yet. I resent that. So, what I've done is I thought, you know what, let's make it a bit fairer and let's bring in music and football. Nice. So now it's not just a football quiz or a sports quiz, it's sports and music. We are pop culture as well. Absolutely. Yes. So, really simply, the game is this. Um, choose A and B. Um, I don't mind which of you is A and which of you is B. I'm going to ask you three questions. I'm going to give you clues. So I'm going to play you a song, or about 10 seconds of a song, 
and then I'm going to give you some facts about some football stats or who won what that year, and you have to tell me the year. If you get it right, um, so if you, if you get the year, you get two points, and if you don't get it, it goes over to the other person, and they can get a one point, one bonus point. All right. Yeah. 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 So we need to write that, and it's really simple. And I've got a tiebreaker. If we need it, but I can't imagine we will. Uh, I've tried to start off a bit easier and then move to slightly harder, but oh, we'll okay. see how you guys get on. So who's A and who's B? I need to get Spotify up. I'll be A. Cool. So Chris, you're going to go first if you're A. Bear with me, get Spotify. I've created a playlist and everything just so I don't lose the things. Yeah, I was a bit bored earlier. Um, During your family dinner. Yeah. No, well, I had I had about an hour and a half spare before we came, so I thought I'll, I'll do this properly. Right, so um, this year, Chris... This song was the number one song in the charts for the year. You ready? You know it? Yeah. Cool. By the way, I meant to say, I'm going to give a bonus point if you get the song as well. The artist and the song. Because why not? We're doing it. Uh, so, so now you give me the stats. Uh, yeah, do you know the song for the point? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, uh... Oh, I just met you. That's the one. Call Me Maybe. It is Call Me Maybe oh, by Carly yes. Rae Jepsen. Give yourself a point. Yeah. Uh, other, other big songs that year, so this year. So you get the artist order song. Yeah, we'll give you a point yeah. for that. That's fine. Um, the other big songs for this year, just so you know, Rihanna and Calvin Harris, We Found Love, and LMFAO, Sexy and You Know It. Three biggest songs of the year. Um, this year, Man City won their first ever league title with the infamous Aguero celebration, beating QPR on the last uh, day of the season. Too far back then. <laughs> Spain won the European Cup this year. Oh, Danny, you just give them I told you I'm starting is easy. And Jose Mourinho's Real Madrid won the treble. What year um, was it? Don't worry, there's bonus points on offer when he gets it wrong. So it has to. They won their first one. Um, it has to be either 2012 or 2016. It should be easy for me, right? And everyone out here is killing me. <laughs> In 2012. Spain won the European Cup. Is that your answer? Uh, what, what year are we in now? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really struggle at this game yeah, if you don't know that. I'm going to go for, uh, yeah, 2012. Correct, oh, it was 2012. Kind of they won Euro 2012. <laughs> and uh, that's when Man City won You've their first game. That's two, two points for getting that right. Nice. Uh, would you have got that, Mark? I, I assume that. so. Yeah, right, good stuff. Spain winning the Euro, I was like, oh, Oh, I told you, I want to start off early. I want to start off easy. I'm trying to the, get us points here. I'll right? tell you what, I'm only lucky because I know that this was a World Cup year. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, okay. Uh, Mark, this is your song. This was the top song for the year. Heard enough? Cool. I think like legally he's heard enough as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can only play a certain... Like, yeah, certain <laughs> true. So that's Black Eyed Peas, I've got a feeling. It is, point for Mark. Uh, other big songs from this year, Lady Gaga, Poker Face and Beyonce, Single Ladies, the three big songs of the year. So this year, Real Madrid broke the world record by signing Ronaldo from Man United for a reported £80 million. That same year, Barcelona beat Man United 2-0 in the final of the Champions League, Eto and Messi scoring the goals. And Nicholas Anelka won the Golden Boot in the Premier League, scoring 19 goals for Gus Hiddings Ooh, Chelsea. That was a bad season. Yeah. What? Well, I, I always, when I looked at the Golden Boot winners and I saw Anelka, I was like, he's a good that. that would have been yeah. a good game, actually. Yeah. Um, what year was it? So, I know it, it's either 
So Man United won it in 08, and then the following year we lost to Barcelona in the final. So it must have been that year. So I'm going to... I mean, I'll be honest, the, the stat was Barcelona beat Man United 2-0 in the final well, of the Champions lost, League. We lost to Barcelona twice, once in yeah, Rome right. and once in you're Wembley. Right. You're so right. we also lost to them in 2011. Um, so it's either, oh, it's either 09 or 11, because we lost to Barca in the final. How long ago was Black Eyed Peas? I'm going to go with 09. Correct. Oh. It was 2009. That's huge. That's two two big, big two points yeah, there. Yeah, we lost to Barca in the final twice, which is a bit... <laughs> okay, it's going to get um, a little bit more difficult. Hope, well, we'll see. I mean, that was quite difficult for Chris, so we'll, we'll go from... So, I'm your song, your song, Chris. Okay, so... What was it? Um, that's um, Jay-Z and Rihanna, uh, Umbrella. It was. Point for you. Right. So, other big songs that year were Beyonce with Irreplaceable, the other big hits. In this year, Man United won their ninth league title. Didier Drogba won the golden boot, scoring 20 goals for Chelsea. And AC Milan beat Liverpool 2-1 in repeat in the Champions League final, where Felipe and Zaghi scored both goals. Yeah. What year was it? Outside, it? I think it was. What year was it? Um, so I went to college. In... <laughs> <laughs> so I was born in. <laughs> I'm gonna say, oh, all right, I think I got it. I think it's 07 or 08. Um, I'm gonna go for 2000. Say that last that again. <laughs> Which one? AC Milan beat Liverpool 2 1 in the repeat of the Champions League final, and Zaghi scoring both oh, goals. That makes things difficult. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Just go with it, boys. We haven't got all day. All right, I'm gonna go for um, I'm gonna go for 2000 and 2000 and 2008. Oh, you're close. Hold on, it's wrong. So the point it goes over to Mark. Oh, it was 2007. Oh, Mark gets so a bonus close. point. How many won? One point for Mark there. It was 2007. You said it. I did well. say it. You, did say, you, it was, you were about to say it. You talked yourself out of it. Um, and I know that's. There you're laughing at me saying I went to college, but it's just because of the holiday and umbrella. That's yeah. Nice. So Mark, over to you. This is your song. So. So, who was the song? An artist? Nelly and Hot in Here. It was. Well, another point. Her, her, her. Hot in Her. In Her. Uh, the, other, the biggest song of that year, actually, was Nickelback. How you remind me, funnily enough. Um, so, the other, the other stats yeah, from this year. Arsenal won their second Premier League title. Thierry Henry bagging the golden boot with 24 goals. They actually defeated Man United at Old Trafford to score the title. Let me at least do my stats because I worked yeah. hard on this. We all won the World Cup. This, uh, year. this year, the first time ever, the FIFA World Cup was held in Asia across yeah. two countries. <laughs> and Real Madrid won their ninth European Cup. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, it's either... No, it's 2002. It is 2002. <laughs> well done. Well done. And you got that just from knowing the song or from Arsenal winning the league? Arsenal winning the league. That's impressive. I couldn't. I couldn't remember the years. The, song, the songs. Them... I, I don't know song like release dates because they can be quite close. But because yeah. we, we we as music listeners like uh, we only really listen to them when we're out in the clubs. 
And so, so survive. <laughs> yeah, they survive. Yeah, yeah. Like, Alright, Chris, you're gonna you're not gonna like this one. Alright. Um this was the top song of the year. Go on, we're going back. But yeah. <laughs> uh, song. That song is just the artist will take will give you the point. Um, oh gosh. I can't remember, do you know it, Mark? I know the song name. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Uh go on, I'll pass. It was Whitney Houston, yeah. Somebody Who Loves Me. Yeah. Somebody, somebody yeah. Who Loves yeah. Me. I, I was going to say, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, that is that is the song, but yeah. yeah. Um, the other big song of that year was Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Gives you a bit of an idea where we're at. Yeah. Uh, this year, Everton won the league title, beating Spurs to clinch the title. Coventry also won their first ever trophy, also beating Spurs. They won the FA Cup. Ian Rush was transferred to Juventus from Liverpool for a world record £3.2 million. Magic Johnson won the NBA MVP that year, and the New York Giants defeated the Broncos to take home Super Bowl XXI. Um, I think it would, have, it would have been more healthy if you told me which of Magic Johnson's titles he won. Do you know it? Well, he was NBA MVP. MVP I don't MVP. know which one it is. Um, I'm going to say... I've I'm given a lot say, of clues. I, I realise this was a I'm bit tricky. I'm going to say 1989. That was close, but not quite right. Mark, it hands over to you. So it was Super Bowl what? Twenty one. Twenty one. So do some maths. Yeah. So it was fifty last year. So <clears throat> that would have been what twenty seventeen. Like so, go back two thousand seven to ten. So that would be forty. Two thousand nineteen ninety seven would be thirty. Minus, so I'll go eighty eight. It's 87, isn't it? It's 87 because it was actually Super Bowl 52 this year. Yeah, was it 52? Yeah, uh, it's, that was a good way of working. That's what I thought you'd do by uh, doing that little clue, but close. It was 1987. Oh, no, no bonus points on, on offer there. I knew, I, knew, I knew it was around that region. But... Mark, this is your song. Probably don't need to do more than that. Never uh, heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's our karaoke song. <laughs> What's the... Uh, Oh, that's Boys to Men, End of the Road. It is indeed. The other big song of that year was Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. Um, so, Great football. Song. Leeds United won the title this year. Ian yeah. Wright was the league's top goalscorer with 29 goals, which was actually spread across both Palace and Arsenal as he got signed from Ar- to Arsenal that year. The European Cup final was played at Wembley that year. Barcelona beat Sampdoria in extra time to win their first ever European Cup in their history. Bullet free kick from Ronald Koeman, no less. Uh, Michael Jordan was NBA MVP, and in case this helps, England were beaten by Pakistan by 22 runs in the ICC Cricket World Cup, and they won their first ever trophy for Pakistan in cricket. What year was it? So Ian Wright was top goalscorer. Ian Wright was top goalscorer, and Leeds United won the title. So they've never won a Premier League, so it's got to be before the Premier League years. So uh... what was the first year of Premier League? Ninety-three. 94, I think. So I think 93 could be the answer. Um, when did Leeds to Liverpool? I, I'm caught between 91 or 93. I'm going to go 93. That's incorrect. Uh, I'm going to hand over to Chris. What year do you think that is? It's an outside talking your thoughts through. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think it's uh, 92. It is 1992. Yes. Correct. Chris steals so it. Yes. Um, that was actually it. That's just three questions it. So oh. Mark has one. However, there is a tiebreaker. Um, there is, so there's one more that I've done. Yeah. yeah um, do. Which we might as well just do anyway, because for God's sake, I put the work in. Um, so... I will play you the number one song of the year, of that year. Do we and get it, one guess first to get it right? First person to shout out gets this. Uh, if you shout out and you're wrong, you're frozen out. Yeah, I think that's fair. You I ready? Just yeah. yeah. You ready? So this was the number one song. All the times that you're in my yeah. That was Justin Bieber with uh, Lose Yourself. He was actually number one and two with Sorry as well. Uh, this year, Andy Murray became the world number one. 2012. No. <clears throat> Danny Willett shocked the world by winning the Masters to become the first British man to do that in 20 years. It's really recent. Leicester City shocked the world by winning the English Premier League and started 5,000 to 1. Want to keep going? No. I've got more. I might go for it. Portugal were crowned surprise winners of the European oh, Cup just give as England crashed out to lowly Iceland. <laughs> I mean... That you didn't need to shout out so quick. Crystal hasn't gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usain Bolt won the triple triple at the Rio Olympics as he won the 100, 200, and 4 by 100, a record breaking three times in a row. What year was it? Uh, is it 2016? It is 2016. Well done. Wait, that's three points. <laughs> and that's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, boys. That was uh, good effort from everyone's effort. Yeah, I like that part. game. Champions League draft real quick. At the beginning of the Champions League season, we picked four teams each in an NFL-type draft. Um, and whoever's teams last the longest wins. Um, I've currently got Barcelona, Juventus, Real Madrid and Inter. Danny's got Man City, Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Dortmund. Marcus, PSG, Bayern, Man United and Lyon. Uh, last time, uh, we get to change teams one team if we want to. Last time, Mark did it first. Danny was second. I was first. So this time, Danny's first. I'm second. Mark's well, first. I thought, were we not deciding that we were just going to do it based on who's got the least points? I think that, I was. I thought about that at the start, but I think that's unfair. Is it? Yeah. Do you not think? Because you don't care. Care. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I'm first. Yeah. To so swap. What did you change last time, Mark? So I, I bought in Dortmund yeah. and I took out Ajax. Um, to be honest, I think City top of their group, Dortmund Atletico are both going through. Liverpool, big game against PSG this week. If they win it, they're through. So I'm, I'm, no, I'm probably going to stick with my four, actually. Yeah. I'm happy with them. I, and I actually think Dortmund are going to win the Champions League. So, most exciting team in Europe right now. Uh, you are going to win it. Uh, Mark, do you want to make any changes? Uh, no. I, I, have, have there been any games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's been there's been another round of games. May United beat Juventus. Oh, yeah. Um, May United have Young Boys this week. Do you know what? I'm big just game, gonna, big I'm game. Gonna do Danny it. Darby. <laughs> I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm going to swap Leon for Tottenham. I'm, I'm gonna, Ooh, I'm that's gonna huge. Put, yeah, I'm going to put Tottenham back in. Spurs have a massive game against Inter this week. Yeah. You know they've got to beat Inter and Barca, Definitely I think, haven't they? Beers. Yeah. yeah no, so you're swapping Leon for... Okay, big for Spurs. I'm doing it. I'm back in Tottenham. They were your I'm tip back. to win the Champions League at the start of the season, so or fair enough. To the final, but... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and lose it, the Juventus. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep the same. Well, of course you are. <laughs> Your team's ridiculous. Mine are monsters. You don't want to swap Inter? Inter? Apparently, according to Mark, Inter aren't going to go through. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of this week, Tottenham will be ahead of Inter. 
If they beat them, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll make I'll make my decision then. But that's probably the only There'll team that's no in danger. That that'd be the only one in danger. And then I want to see how Group C with Napoli, PSG, Liverpool. I guess that's true because Napoli, Napoli could be an interesting. So one. that that that's kind of what I'm thinking. But for the time being, we'll just keep it as is. Roma, I, I don't know. I haven't had a look at them. But they seem they're used, strong. Nah, they're useless in yeah. the league. They're useless. They're like eighth in the league. Yeah. I won't, I won't uh, results league. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do it online because we hadn't recorded, but we did it in messaging groups. I did mine while I was pretty drunk, um, so it was a stupid decision on my part. It was Liverpool to yeah, lose so to uh, Watford. To Watford to beat Liverpool two one. That went massively wrong. That's a big nil zero, point. big nil point for Chris. I got three points the week before though, so I'm you, good. You did. Um, I went for Fulham to beat Southampton two one. Uh, Ranieri with his classic. Um, Always wins his first game at a new club bar one. So I went for it and I got it, but it was 3-2, so it was close, but I'll get a point. And Mark? I went Tottenham to beat Chelsea 2-1. Big call. Close. Big call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> close, it was 3-0. Uh, another point for Mark. Nice. So... Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot. I forgot Giroud <laughs> scored. I was thinking I was, I was close. On this, I forgot I? Giroud scored. So, oh, no, close that. Uh, scores on the doors. Chris is currently on ten. I'm on seven, and Mark is bringing up the rear on five. But that is that's good because you caught up at one point. You're about a million I'm miles behind my us. Big teams. I'm not... um, have you had a look at the fixtures this week? I'm looking at them right now. I'll go first then, if you want. Yep. I'm going to pick Southampton to beat Man United, and you're going to have a wow. score of two uh, 0 Wow. Okay. What well, I mean, fair enough. Uh, they scorned me in my accumulator this week, Man United. They're useless, so I'm going to go battle against Southampton 2 0, did you say? 2 0, yeah. I mean, you've got to pick United to lose at some point. Uh, I've picked them to lose already, but I've got to pick Southampton to, to win. They tend to win, uh, they tend to beat Southampton, United, but anyway. Uh, Mark? I am going to do, after Wolves losing, I think, they're going to be on a downer. So I'm going to do the Friday game, and I'm going to do Cardiff to beat Wolves. Wow. Okay. And I'm gonna do that as a massive one nil. That is that's bold. I think. I don't think Wolves are gonna lose two in a row. I think they're gonna be hurt. I don't know. Wolves don't are know. crap. They are. Not. Out now. Um. So I'm a bit torn. I haven't picked West Ham, and I think they could probably beat Newcastle. But I also haven't beat Huddersfield. And after Huddersfield's performance today, winning away at from home at Wolves. Brighton lost to Cardiff recently, and they are terrible away from home. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for Huddersfield to beat Brighton. I can't believe I'm even saying it, but I am. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to go for. We'll find out never. Two never one. <laughs> yeah, I'll find out. Yeah, never. Uh, two one. That's my prediction. We've all gone home games again. Glenn Murray's good for a goal again. He's proved me right once again. So... Well, funny you should talk about Glenn Murray. Um, we're going to introduce my stats corner because I've got some interesting stats. Boom! Let's go to Danny's <laughs> stat corner right now. Um, so I listened to your podcast last week, uh, the two of you, and the insults that you threw my way. Um, you, just felt like went, it. We went light. <laughs> you mean you edited out some of the stuff? Uh, it was a few. Really felt like it was missing something. I couldn't put my finger on what it was, and I thought, facts. you know what? It's missing some stats. Just yeah. wasn't missing any any facts or stats. So I thought I'd bring in something to the team. Uh, so I was having a look at what happened this weekend and I thought some really interesting stats that came out of it. Talking of Glenn Murray, did you know that no English player has scored more goals in Europe's big five leagues this season than Seagull striker Glenn Murray? My man, old man Murray. The man is on fire. 
like the other four leagues are flooded with English strikers. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was having it up a little bit. <laughs> good point. And he scored, he scored seven. English striker ever has in the Mexican division. Mark Hughes. I'm interested to hear what you think about Mark Hughes, actually. So Mark Hughes has won just three of his 21 Premier League games in charge of Southampton. That is 14%, which is the worst win rate of any Southampton manager ever. And he's been in the dugout over 20 games now, so he can't, obviously... He's not only bad, he's bad in general. He's not bad for Southampton. I've never liked him. He's crap. He's just crap. So before I saw that, my, I was thinking earlier, talking about it. Um, I think he could be fi- he could be fired before um, Christmas because they've got in their next three games. I think they have United, Arsenal, and Chelsea. If maybe in the next three of the next he four. Wasn't at Man City, his Premier League stats would be terrible. Well, he was at Fulham and he did all right. He did okay Fulham with he Fulham. Was okay, QPR. He should have got relegated. As soon as Harry's out of the jungle, he's gone. He's just gone. <laughs> yeah. United, yeah. United, Spurs, and Arsenal in their next four games. I can see them losing all three of them and then they're bottom. They're, yeah. they're near enough bottom because Fulham will be fighting back. Also, you've got to so. look at timing as well. They don't want to bring a new manager into three losable games. Yeah. So sometimes you're like, oh, it's harsh to give him three games that he's not going to win. But the fact is you don't want to give your new manager that. So. Uh, and my final stat, which we kind of already said, was um, about Ranieri. The new Fulham manager has won his first league game in charge of a, te- of a new team in six of his seven attempts. Uh, I should really know which one he didn't do, but I, I forgot to go. Somewhere in the <laughs> Probably. Uh, anyway, there you go. Some interesting stats for the week. Danny, stats that are facts. Can we have a, like, a little jingle? I'm going to, I'll put it in. Awesome. Um, we'll talk fantasy team real quick. Yeah. Mark's got the most points. Mark, There's a game tomorrow, but I don't won. think anyone's got any players. No, well, we, have, we haven't. Because I've got six points coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, so you actually have two transfers, because last week we made a bit of a mess up, because you guys were away, and, and I missed the pod, and... Anyway, we didn't do our subs. So you actually have two substitutions you can make this week. Uh, do you know what? I haven't put no thought into this, but I see a red flag. On well, Trippier's the... injured. I'd highly recommend him. Yeah, so I think Trippier for Alexandra-Arnold. I'm taking out Sigurdsson and I'm bringing in David Silva. Shocking. Shocking decision. So, uh, so then now what we've got is front three, back four? Yeah. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go on. In my back four this week is Christmas shopping. Tis the season, and uh, a lot of people have things to complain about. This is actually like a threefold one, because firstly, Marks and Spencers. Have you heard about this one? Yeah, the underwear. Their underwear yeah. display has, oh, uh, has branded vomiting recent by some. Ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. One but store. Feminists have described the Marks and Spencers window display that suggests. Women must have fancy little knickers as sexist and vomiting. And they put that next to a must-have for men's outfits and they've got all sorts of stuff like that. Do they realise that the M&S's top clothing range is suits for men and lingerie for women? Like what, what's the problem? Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a capitalist way of thinking, you pig. And uh, <laughs> I won't have any of it. The, look, the high streets are thriving right now. They can, yeah. put, they can put people first. They don't need profits at the minute. Have you not seen all the... Shops opening oh. and expanding. And <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Look at House of Fraser. I've never seen it so good. <laughs> People have also been talking about Amazon. Amazon, in an attempt to reduce packaging, have, have sort of got rid of some of their boxes. They have, but what yeah. they have done is they've been sending Christmas gifts 
unpacked, so yeah. people have said they'd be ruining Christmas presents for them. People know what they're getting, which is a real shame. You can't win. Can you you cannot win. You just we, cannot win. We all complain about Amazon's packaging. You're like, what did you order? A toothbrush? Why does it come in a box that can't yeah. fit through the letterbox? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but they only have like five standard box sizes, and it's computerized now. There's robots that pack their warehouses, so they a human is they, they don't have people to make that decision. So you either do, fits in this box or this box, and, and that's it. They're gonna go into drones and landing spots, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary. And lastly, um, uh, homeware shop Anthropology has been mocked <laughs> for selling a bundle of sticks for forty pounds. Yep. Because they say it's very and we've, prob- we've probably bought them. Yeah. <laughs> they'll probably get home and they'll be in my kitchen, in my lounge. Well, you know now if they don't put proper packaging around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, uh, in my front three this yeah. week, tonight is, we're filming this on a Sunday. Tonight is the last uh, uh, episode of a three part series from Louis Theroux's Altered States. Oh, I like Louis Theroux. Yeah, have you seen all? I haven't States? seen all. So I've seen the no. first two. Is that on BBC? It's on BBC, yeah. Oh, um, and tonight is the third one. It is, um, it's really good, but it's tough watching sometimes. The first episode was about polygamy, uh, you know, open yeah. marriages and stuff like that. The second one was about assisted killings, like euthanasia type yeah. stuff, which is really rough. That hits the heartstrings. And tonight one's about adoption. So I'd recommend it. Uh, the second one in particular, if, you, uh, if you're liable to cry... Bring some you tissues. Will. Yeah, bring some tissues. If you ain't and you're hard like me, still bring some tissues. <laughs> That will bring some tears out. Mark okay, has good. no emotions. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that. Um, but it's, 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 yeah, it's something else, by. And um, but tonight's the last one, so I probably will watch it at some point. But that's in my front three. Nice. Mark. All right. Uh, thought about it as a back four was. Re- I read in the paper about Man City opening a. The well, youth. The youth system in London. In For a way. The youth. In a way to essentially because they can't legally get on is it under 18s to go yeah. to manchester to so a way of doing it is essentially saying well you're a man city player but you can stay and live in london and then if you're good enough we'll we'll bring you up and it's i don't know it just doesn't sit right with me like but is that is that an english law because don't like players from all over the world go to different academies they can so they can do and, man, and man, the what the reason they're doing it because yeah. of family reason the law says that they can't move for the football they have to move because the family were already yeah. going the thing is if, if you've got a 10 year old kid you think this guy's the next big thing mm. and he lives in London his family in London to, to ask that family and him to move up sticks move to Manchester go to school in Manchester like, some will do it because it's like it's football right? and most of them probably go yeah let's do it because it's an opportunity of a lifetime and our kid might make it yeah. sometimes they won't do it and I think Man City are just hedging their bets to go well let's not even make them force them to do it they can stay where they are and we still got It's them. just the policy of sign up every single kid who plays football and we'll just keep the odd ones and try and make a little bit of profit. But that is... So you remember a few Was weeks ago... Back well? No, it's not actually. Well, it's related though. Oh, but you remember a few weeks ago in my, in my front three was that about UEFA's... How they're changing the law on loan players... Um, and actually, they'll soon be changing the law on homegrown players as well to stop exactly this. Because what's happening is all the big clubs around the world are just buying every kid that exists, basically. And then if they get to a half-decent level, they'll loan them out. And then if they get any good, they own them. And they yeah, can either yeah. sell them for profit or actually play them. And then it was becoming impossible. So they're now banning or, or limiting the amount of loan players you can have, limiting the amount of non-homegrown players you can have, and so on and so on. So they will, they're fighting it. But yeah, this is another example where they're just flexing their muscles and Man City yeah, can do it. So I think- so. Because we all support big clubs that maybe we're not as passionate about it. But I guess 
what doesn't sit necessarily right with me is that there's a lot of kids who will sign for Man City so that they can tell their friends and family that they play for Man City. And Jack Ludwell. And then, but then when they get released at a young age, like growing up, I knew a lot of people who played for West Ham, Arsenal. And then when they get to sort of like 15 and get released, and then the next option is Barnet, like Harrow, and really low down, they're almost too proud they think they're too good to play that and then they actually never go on to play football. Just need to look at Jamie Vardy. And, uh, he did it. Well, this is it. I think there's a stigma attached to playing low league football. I think like, Vardy done, has done a massive job of changing that and there's a few players coming through that have done a massive... Deli Alli is another maybe one. Maybe if they get their story out more but even Deli Alli, like... MK Dons, it is... A, I'm talking when you're talking about conference league yeah, two yeah. and it's almost like... Mm. Well, I, I used to tell everyone I played for Arsenal. I used to wear the Puma kit like I, I get I get the train to Motspur Park every day. I see all the Fulham Youth Academy and they're all kitted out, all yeah. Fulham wear, head to toe, Fulham trainers and then to tell someone I've gone from Fulham to Hammersmith FC. Well, but like the the, pro- the problem fight. with that is that and actually it's the whole problem with like young kids in football these days is that they, they want to play football, not because they love football, they want to play football. They want to play football because they want the prestige and they want to tell people they're a footballer and make all the money, which is actually the wrong reason to go into football in the first place. So there's an argument that says it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy anyway, and those people are probably that's probably why they got released in the first place. Yeah. They've got the wrong it, attitude. It, it, it just adds to the... St- like, I just think if if you grow up in, in London and you're playing football, you play for your team, and if you're good enough, you get signed by a big... A big club. Not everyone starts at a big club. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It just doesn't sit right. So front, um, I know you've got a front three, but because um, my back four is quite related to to this, so I don't know if you saw this uh, not last week, week before, but I saved it up because we didn't have a pod. Um, so Everton have been banned for the next two years from signing youth players. Did you see this story? No. So uh, Martin Waldron, bad man, was their head of the academy recruitment. He's been yeah, suspended. He's been no, this is a bad, my bad yeah, fall. He's not a bad man? Or he's no, no, a bad he's man. a bad man. Oh, he's not good. Uh, he's a man who is bad. He's a man who is... Yeah. He's Everton, not London. So well, in this, in this man, context... I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he was head of academy recruitment for Everton. He's now being suspended as probably not going to be allowed back in into football. So Everton were found to illegal, illegally be tapping up schoolboys and kids. Uh, and they got found out because it was a Cardiff player, a Cardiff kid who... Don't say it. A Cardiff kid who's now gone, actually gone to Man United, but they tried to tap him up and they, they've now found seven occasions where they're basically doing a similar thing, which is going down illegally, approaching the, the families and saying, we'll pay to move you, we'll buy you a house, we'll do all this stuff if your kid moves, uh, yeah, every club moves to Everton. So they've been fined £500,000, Everton. They're not allowed to sign anyone between the age of 10 and 18 until November 2020. What's funny is that Everton have one of the best youth teams in uh, in the country, and when I'm not even youth, like under 14s, yeah. and if you look at England's under 17s, under 16s, almost five, six, seven of the stars are all Everton players. They've they've always backed young players, and now they've really screwed themselves. So anyway, that was my back four because naughty, naughty, tapping up the kids. Yeah, uh, and also the the rest, like every club does it. They've just been the first to get caught. Yeah. From freeze. Yeah. Like sort of. I won't spend too long on this. I just thought it was funny. Uh, not funny, but I thought it was interesting. I saw it on ITV News. Did, did any of you see the termite mounds in Brazil? No. No. So they've just discovered 
these termite mounds. They're about they're over six foot tall, so they're taller than us. They're big, like huge, and they span across an area bigger than the UK, and they've never known they were there. So wow, how big is this country? Jesus. It so they were covered by forests, and huh. now that like all the trees are gone, they've just and found. The <laughs> Yeah, let's not get politically <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was interesting that, like, uh, literally these huge, because they're, they're saying this is the biggest, like, ecosystem out, like, that insects have ever made. It's the size of the UK. Imagine a, a city the size of the entire UK. And we of have, insects. Amazing. Yeah. And then people are going to go in there and gentrify and bring in people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. They're being priced out of their mounds, and, uh, <laughs> but it was just—I was just it's like, funny. "How could you not?" Like, you just feel like we know everything, like uh, especially on land. I know, like in this, like we're still learning stuff about sort of the deepest parts of the oceans, but you kind of think, "Oh, we've kind of nailed land now. We know, we know." Well, there's clearly not. I mean, there's deserts and forests and and like rainforests that are vast and people can't go there like people don't go to the middle of the rainforest there's aborigines yeah, that live in australia that no one's ever seen like, it does happen I but still there. weird well apparently i don't know <laughs> yeah. if a tree falls no <laughs> right still that's good uh, and just finally my well really quick so my front three is didier drogba i don't know if you heard the news uh the man retired it's not because he's retiring that he's my same front three um but yeah he's retired yeah. No, same week he retires. Oh. Joe yeah. Cole also retires. Uh, Dro- just so were they playing? Bit of a shout out to Drogba. So Drogba has been playing in the US for the team that he co-owns. Um, he's talking about now going into coaching. But actually Drogba, what he's done for Ivory Coast and what he's done right, for charity, it, sometimes gone a little bit under the radar, but he's been massive. And I think everything he achieved in the game, what he did with Chelsea... Um, I just think he, he was deserved. Li- he was one of the few likable faces. He, at he dived a lot and he got his fair share of bad stick, but he scored some amazing goals, had an amazing awesome career, and actually, and yeah. actually, he uh, he did a lot off the did field. Did he ever lose to Probably not. He 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 won every final I think he was ever in. He's still won more finals at Wembley I think than anyone. He's uh, he's an absolute legend, and the guy retired at forty this week. So I just thought I'd give him a shout out. On paper. It was also your QB. It's 36. <laughs> 306. On paper. Your QB. 36. Uh, yeah, Come Cole on. Also retired. And that, that Drogba, Joe Cole, Damien Duff team. No, that Robin, good. That, and Ranieri was manager. But yeah, it was the year sort of Ranieri got sacked yeah. and Mourinho came in. But that Chelsea team was... Um, so, so I did. I know we're running short on time. I had one a last thing I wanted because I had another back four in case it was repeated. Yeah. But I do think it's really funny and it's worth talking about. So do you know what the Copa Libertadores is? It's been on TV a lot today, isn't it? Yeah. So it's the final. Yeah. So it's, it's the Champions League, but in South America. Yeah. And it's being played out by River Plate and Boca Juniors. And if you don't know, they're the two Argentinian teams, and they're probably like you think Celtic Rangers, Liverpool, Everton. This is serious rivalry. This is like yeah, yeah, yeah. political, racist, like everything. This is I, the I biggest rivalry. So the reason I'm, I was laughing, so you know, the Copa Libertadores is actually a two-legged final. So they put both teams play at home. So the first leg was last week, uh, and it was meant to be played on Saturday. And then it was like a ridiculous freak storm where there's like a month of rain in a, in an hour. In a month. Uh, and they, no, in an hour. And they, it got waterlogged, so they couldn't play the game. So they played it on the Sunday. Game went ahead, 2-2, really good game. No red cards, shockingly, lots of yellows, but it was fine. Anyway, so the second leg was meant to be... The second leg was meant to be yesterday, uh, but it had to be postponed again because 
the fans of River Plate had attacked the Boca Juniors bus and injured four of their players so badly that they were in hospital. So they had to stop the get. So they said, all right, we'll pause. So it was meant to be on tonight. The reason you probably heard about it is because the, the second leg was meant to be tonight. Anyway, it's been had to be called off again because there was another attack on a bus and more players have been hurt. So because uh, the fans are just crazy. So right, um, they've uh, well, so, yeah. uh, it's it's mad, isn't it? Injury so anyway, is funny. Anyway, so they're now so whoever their version of UEFA is, are meeting on Tuesday to decide whether this is ever is actually going to go ahead. I, I, because it, it is, but it's going ahead behind closed doors. Right. Well, and that's and the funny thing is, River Plate and Boca Juniors have never played each other in like a final cup like this, and one time they can't even get they to the game. Deserve yeah. it. Mad, yeah. absolutely mad. Like there's passion and then there's just stupidity. Yeah. But what makes me laugh is they'll be like, oh, this will be played in front of no fans. It'll be an empty stadium. And when the game kicks off, there'll be like 500 people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. How do they get in? Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Uh, anyway, so that was gonna be my backup back four because it was also a bit ridiculous. Right. Let's call this one because it's gone on long enough and I need to go to bed. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got Next. Uh, good. Yeah. Next week we will be. Going through maybe some Champions League talk if we see some. Yeah. Pop's not. Uh, next week's a bit later actually because we're around the weekend, so it's going to be a midweek. We're going to do a live midweek pod, aren't we, with Arsenal yeah, and playing Man United? The Man United. It's just an all talk derby, we'll call it. This one will be much later, the next one, but uh, hopefully it won't be as long as this one. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Let's uh, do this another time. Yeah, catch you later. All right, All right, let's get back on it. Bye.